No, but have you seen this thing from Japan about the the roller coasters? Yes. Yeah. The um, the motto for twenty twenty. Right. <laughs> Scream silently in your hearts. Is that yes, right? that's right. And, and I actually, uh, you know, because my life is so different now, I've actually ended up deleting my podcast app from my phone. Okay. So if I'm not listening to podcasts as often, I'm not sure who's actually going to hear this. And so it feels a little bit like we're screaming into the void with this taping. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe the void will scream back. And maybe all of our listeners will scream silently in their hearts. Right. (laughs) All right. So this time that we hoped would be a couple weeks turned into a couple months. It's still going on. Seven years later. (laughs) We're taping this in 2026. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the future. I don't know. We probably shouldn't joke about that. I well, no, we shouldn't. I just I, I was joking about how long it seemed. Oh, sure. I uh, yeah. I don't. I certainly don't mean to joke about the fact that this could stretch on longer than than anyone anticipates. Yeah, that's a harrowing thought. But as of now, anyway, like at least in in my context, we were beginning to have the conversation of, you know, what would it be like to, you know, reopen the doors of the church on a Sunday morning and do something that looked like worship. Um, In fact, the church down the road from us had done that and had reservations uh, online, online reservations for people to come and sit in the pews. And I know that uh, they reported that, that a certain number of people were showing up to those, to those worship opportunities but actually, as of today, July 9th, um, our new bishop, uh, Dion Johnson, has uh, issued a letter suspending public worship in the diocese until at least September 1st. So that changes the plan of this church that had opened. It sort of puts a halt to our planning of doing something of that type. Um, he says that churches can still be used with 10 people or fewer for you know prayer, um, I guess, whatever kind of worship you want to try it to do with 10 or fewer people. Yeah. I mean, essentially, yeah, it's limiting it to live streaming, just the, just the sort of worship from the leaders from the church building broadcast from the church building. Exactly. Right. Right. It's, it's, I don't know. It's difficult for me to process sort of where we are and, and what, what our role as a liturgy and music podcast might be in this time. But I think, I think, you know, one, one approach that we could take here is, um, just sort of ask, ask our listeners and ask the wider church to share their experiences and observations about what they've been doing and what they've noticed. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the really interesting things that I've been thinking about for the past couple of days really is, um, just how, you know, like just how little else there really is time for, um, at least uh, if speaking for myself, uh, from the clergy perspective, right. Um, it used to be that Sunday mornings were really, really busy or, and that, and that worship was just a really just a fraction of what I did throughout the week. And now, um, worship is, is most of what I do because the other things that we would do, it's, it's, it's much more difficult to do them um, and to do them regularly, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah, I think it does. And I, and I also resonate with, you know, just the entire week is sort of consumed with trying to get all these little pieces ready for um, whatever kind of video production you're doing. I think by and large places that are broadcasting, webcasting something are doing a video. I think one or two places have decided to do audio. And, and let's be real. I mean, audio is the purest and best medium. As podcasters, I think you can agree that there's nothing, nothing better than just pure audio. Just audio. That's yeah. all you need. Because that's how I felt, you know, prior to March of this year. And now I've had to learn. I mean, what, what do you put on camera when you're, when you're listening to, to some music? I mean, do you have to get a video camera? Well, that, yeah, that's what I did. Um, but, but that's really annoying. I mean, I don't want to do that. I just rather have people listen. They don't need to watch me. My, my adage has always been organists should be heard and not seen. I mean, I, that's what I strongly believe. I, uh, well, I'm certainly not going to weigh in on that. Um, but I'll say what I, what I've done for, for hymns is, um, I've taken to, displaying a static image for like congregational singing that we we want people to join in on so rather than just having video of you know uh our organist playing or anything like that which she wouldn't let me do anyway um but instead of that having some sort of piece of art that's like a focal point for for contemplation um during it and that's been fairly well received and it's been uh, it, it's been interesting choosing those you know because it adds a it adds an element to worship that wasn't there before right i mean i think that if if you want to pick out if you want to pick out an advantage to doing things this particular way there the ability that we did not have before is uh visual art and i guess video to some degree for for most of our parishes yeah, and that's I you know I guess that's what I'm interested in hearing about is what are the ways that people what are the things that people are doing and what are they doing differently and what's working and what isn't working um because I mean we're in uncharted waters, right? In the in the sense that and I know we hear unprecedented times way too frequently these days um that it's almost been banished from the lexicon. But we're in I mean, everybody is trying to figure out something new all at once. Um, and so we've, we've had enough time now that we've sort of, you know, the immediate thing was like grasping out for something, just whatever was nearby and at hand that we could grasp onto and, and holding on for dear life. Um, or at least that was my experience of the first, uh, certainly the first month, maybe two months. And now I'm getting to the point where there's enough of a routine. There's enough, you know, sort of consistency from week to week that now I'm ready to actually think, is this, is this the best way to do things? Um, or should I have done it differently? You know, not that I'm beating past myself up. Um, but like, is, should I have done, is this a, would this be a good time to do something different? Because now I've had a chance to sort of try this out and say what works, what doesn't work. Right. No, I think, I think it is good to sort of have this period now in the summer and, you know, usually summer feels like a huge slowdown, um, in terms of, you know, my weekly schedule. It has not at all felt that way for me or probably for any of us uh, this year, um, but still trying to trying to take stock of of what what it is that we've done so far and what's working and what's not i mean 
I'm still just very, very befuddled about what it is that we're actually trying to do and what it is that actually works on a video medium. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing that, I, you know, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear from our listeners um, some feedback on. I mean, my my initial thoughts about this are probably, you know, morning prayer makes a lot of sense during this time. Probably shorter videos rather than longer videos make sense. I don't know, you know, be, because I'm the one making them and then I listen to them on Sundays. I don't actually know how the hymns strike people. I, we, we have a little bit of anecdotal evidence that people really like hearing the hymns. But um, I also imagine that there's some heartbreak there too, that, you know, you're not actually singing them with other people. It's just a, it's just kind of a shadow of its former self. Yeah, it's really shadow of its former self is, is sort of the perfect answer to just about everything these days. Right. Um, You know, I think you and I were talking on the phone earlier this week and, um, and I, I announced my skepticism towards or, or wariness of anyone for whom things have seemed fine or have been just as nourishing or, or just as rich as they were when we were together, because it makes me wonder, like, what did you think we were doing when we gathered <laughs> together before? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's, it, 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 you know, speaking from someone who's speaking from the point of view of someone who's, who's working to, to, I don't want to say produce, but in a way that's the right word, right? I think, to produce. I think that's exactly the right word. I mean, I think we, we just need to be honest about what we're doing. We're, in my context, we're producing a video every week. Like that's, that's sort of our liturgy substitute for now. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing about it for, at least from my end is like, I, it's summertime and I'm still working basically all the time. Like I never have an actual day off. I'm Mm -hmm. always sort of, um, perpetually going from worship opportunity to worship opportunity. And ours is relatively low, um, production intensity for lack of a better term. We do zoom worship, but we do Compline seven days a week. We do great litany on Tuesdays. We do morning prayer on Thursdays. We do spiritual communion on Sunday. So it's like one thing to the next constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it, it's, it's all of the work or even more of the work than it, than the time when we were worshiping in person, but with, significantly less of the payoff you know you don't get the swell of the choir and the and the congregation singing together you don't get to break bread together you don't get um you don't get to actually see people walking out of the building and and greet them and and say hi to them it's just it's it's like i don't want this to sound overly negative but it's it's going through all of the motions of what we used to do, but with very little of the payoff. Um, and I would imagine, especially for, I, I mean, that's for speaking from a clergy perspective. And I, I feel like the same has got to be true for you as a musician, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It is heartbreaking, um, for me. And, it, and the way that manifests itself is uh, there comes certain points when it's actually really hard to sit down and, and edit yet another file on the computer because it just sort of contributes to the ongoing heartbreak about what it is that we're putting together.
the, the other kind of yeah you talk about the, uh, all the elements that we've lost and all the all the things that don't pay off in the same way that they used to um for us doing a doing a video production that people can access anytime like you can go back to our you know services in march and you can watch them now just as clearly as you could on the sunday when we when we posted them um you know that's taken away from feeling like we're together so i think we reflected on this before that 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 sense of um actual time uh, you know an actual meeting time that's lost too and as someone who can get in and see the statistics, it's like, yeah, you know, this resonates with some people on Sunday morning, but we also have a lot of people watching this on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I probably should just be grateful that people are watching because that probably does mean that, you know, to some degree, yes, this is resonating with people and, and they want to they want to engage with this. But still, those those um, it's the it's the elements where this whole process falls short that I'm always sort of really I'm still really fixated on. Yeah, and I, I and I don't again. I don't want to be overly negative, or I don't want to jump to any conclusions. But like, what sort of habits and expectations are we are we setting for ourselves in the future? You know, we already had sort of something of a consumerist mentality when it comes to worship. You know, like the important thing is to have worship at times when people really want worship. You know, but now that we're getting to the point where you know, like you say it's available for people to watch at any time whenever's most convenient for them when we when we're able to gather again and it's at this inconvenience inconvenient time are people willing to be inconvenienced for this anymore um yeah i wonder that's a big that's a big question mark i have it's a big fear i have actually about returning to normal whenever whenever that will be yeah um because from a church music perspective yeah, it doesn't work for us <laughs> if we don't have people in the same room at the same time. Yeah. And and one of the things you know, one of the things the choir and I like best is uh, leading congregational song. That's you know that's an additive phenomenon. Sort of the more people we have in the room, really the better. So even if we see the the congregation thinned out just a little bit, you know that's not going to be as good an experience for us. And does that start a does that start a trend where, oh, maybe we don't need to sing as many hymns then? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, but, and maybe that's looking too far in the future. You know, I mean, what we, maybe what we need to be concerned with is how do we, and, and really this is where most of my energy and most of my thinking is these days is like, how do we do what we're doing in the best possible way, in mm-hmm. a way that's actually making use of the technology in ways that make sense in ways that actually enhance the worship experience rather than obscuring it. Um, you know, and I don't, I think I might've mentioned this on the podcast, but when I was talking with the vestry, um, and we were kicking around the idea of resuming, I mean, because we were thinking about resuming in-person worship and initially we said not through June. And then we were looking at maybe in the beginning of July, starting it again. And one of the conversations we had is, well, obviously we still need to have some sort of continuing online presence, Mm -hmm. online worship, um, for the folks who aren't comfortable gathering. But what does that look like? And the first thing that we jump to is, well, or that a lot of people jump to is, let's just broadcast what everybody does in the assembly on Sunday morning, right? So Mm -hmm. instead of what we're doing now, let's just put a camera in the the nave and broadcast our, our worship when we're able to gather. Well, for us, what we're doing now is uh, we're doing worship on Zoom that's broadcast on Facebook Live. And 
it's not perfect and there's some very real differences and I worry about how much like a teleconference it is, but it offers more opportunities for interaction, for discussion, for face-to-face time with each other, um, mm-hmm. for fellowship. And uh, it, 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 I, to me, it really is... My biggest thing is I think it's a better use of technology to incorporate people into the liturgy, into our worship, such as it is, than if we were just broadcasting what normally happens on Sunday morning. Because then we've turned that into a, into a specta- even more of a spectator experience than sometimes I worry that it can be. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just wonder, this is part of why we're asking the question, right? Like, what are the things that work? What are the things that really work for you and for your context? Right. Because I'm interested to hear those. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, with, with zoom, um, I've heard some reflection on, you know, um, traditionally in the summer, you'd have a little bit of church shopping, church hopping, new people moving to town, maybe figuring out where they're going to where they're going to worship. Well, it's really hard to slip into the back pew of a Zoom call. It's because, true. Especially if the chime is on and then there's unfamiliar faces. I imagine everybody just sits up a little bit straighter and says, oh, hi, who are you? <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Maybe they say welcome first and then they say, who are you? <laughs> right. But um, yeah, that, that, that whole element of just the anonymity in, in a situation like that is, is lost. It's true. Um, and that's, uh, that's part of why we've also live streamed to Facebook is just to make sure that it's that there is something that's a a slightly lower technical bar, right? Like if you can get to the to the church's Facebook page, then you're, you're, you're at least watching the worship, you're not participating the same way you would be on zoom, but, um, but you're at least feeling a part of it. Um, and because it is you know, it's a lower, it's a, not only a lower technical bar, but it's a lower sort of introductory bar. Like if I want to, if I want to sit in the back pew, figuratively speaking, then I can just go on the Facebook page rather than joining the zoom call. Right. But it's not perfect, you know, and I don't know. I, 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 that's, that's part of why I'm interested to hear what other people have been doing and what's been working because we're all trying to figure this out. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So this is, this is all very much the conversation that we want to invite you, our listeners into now. And um, especially because Ian is moving away, uh, packing up a big truck and hauling across to Georgia, I thought maybe this is something I could take on while he moves and and, um, while he's unpacking his boxes on the other end, he'll have something to listen to. So um, send us an email, send us a tweet. I'd I'd love to interview you if that's something you'd like to do. Um, If you don't feel like an interview, but you just want to record a few um, thoughts, uh, you can send those to us and we'll put them on the podcast too. Um, but I do think it's important in this, this really starkly unusual time that we've all been living with for the past several months. Um, I think this, this can be a place where we have some conversation about it and, um, kind of try to figure out together what it is that we've, that we've been doing and what it is that works and what it is that might come next. 
um, for all of us. So, yeah, that's that's the invitation we have today. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I want to, um, in hopes of not being overly negative, I want to I want to just paint a picture for you. The situation that we're in is not. It, it, I mean, it's not. This is not a perfect analogy, but if you can imagine, if all of the churches in our entire country, maybe even the entire world, were raised in an instant, were just annihilated in an instant, and all of a sudden we had to rethink liturgy outside of those spaces in a totally new way, and and had to design it from the ground up on the fly, that's literally what we're doing right now. That's what everyone is doing, um, and so first of all kudos to anyone who's even even just barely treading water um because this is this is just one of the most it's one of the wildest things that anyone will ever have to go through liturgically in their entire ordained life it really is um or lay life you know if you're a lay worship leader like no one no one expected this or had any idea how to how to handle this so even if you feel like you're close to drowning if you're not yet wonderful you're doing great um but also just think about what an opportunity this is to really dramatically think about and 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 i mean it's not always it's not going to be forever right but for a, for a long time, we're going to have to incorporate the lessons that we learn now about how best to do worship online so that people who can't gather safely can still worship um, and, and do it as meaningfully and, as, and as, in a way that's going to form them as the people of God as, as fully as humanly possible. Um, it's just a crazy opportunity. Um, and and a, and, a, and a huge amount of responsibility, and so we, I, I really desperately want to hear from other people, so that we really are, we're not all reinventing the wheel and and treading water ourselves, but that we can start to think about what's really working and what's going well, and and how do we, how do we continue to do this in the best way possible. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of All Things Right and Musical, where we talk about where liturgy and music are with um, the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. And we really do want to hear from you and include your voice on the podcast. So please get in touch any way you want to. Email uh, writeandmusical at gmail.com. That's R-I-T-E and musical at gmail.com. Or send us a tweet, find us on Facebook, whatever you want to do. But uh, we hope that you'll join the conversation. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've I've been seeking some advice myself and um I didn't share with you that I actually went to go visit with one of my predecessors recently. Um, he was the organist at St. Peter's during the Spanish flu epidemic. Of, oh, wow. Of 1918. Isn't that when that was? Yeah. Um, so of course he died in 1932 or whatever it was. He died in the thirties. Uh-huh. So I went to go visit him at Bell Fountain cemetery and I, okay. I just, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day. Um, as a great, he's in a, I, I, it's something I've been meaning to do since I moved here. Actually, he's in a really great area of the cemetery. He's by the Adolphus Bush mausoleum in bell fountain cemetery um 
kind of found him by accident actually because I saw the mausoleum and got out of the car. But um, I went up to his grave and I said, and I said to him, I said, Charles Galloway, what what do we do here? And he didn't say anything back, of course. But um, he only had to do that for a couple of weeks, as I understand it. We don't we don't have the parish registers handy that go back to the teens. Um, but my understanding is the churches in St. Louis were closed for a matter of weeks. And this time around, we're closed for a matter of months. So it is sort of an order of magnitude different than we've seen in even a century. 